0: Welcome welcome to 561 Music. My name's Ben and I'm Hector. So uh we did our first episode last week. I thought it went pretty well. We've had a bunch of people listening to it and talking about it and Sierra was fantastic, wasn't you?
1: Yeah, no. It was uh it was uh pretty pretty epic for us um to to actually uh you know, follow through with the idea and and get it down and get it going and and I'm excited that we're actually on episode 2 because that means we're like a legitimate podcast now, man. I know,
0: right. <laughs> and it's funny, you know, I know there's like i know there's a lot of podcasts out there a bazillion podcasts out there but, but and that's one of the reasons why five, i did one music
1: though. <laughs> i'm just saying <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's the re- well that's one of the reasons why i hadn't kind of got off my ass to do it before because sure. i was sort of like oh you know everyone's doing it but then um it's just all about finding something that is worth being out there and and you know, as soon as I stopped thinking about myself, and I was like, "Oh, maybe, maybe we had do something for the local scene. Maybe, maybe we actually do something for other people a little bit. You know, kind of uh, provide a platform for uh, local musicians." Then, um, then it was like, "Well, that actually is worth doing." You know. What I mean? So what I'm hearing is Five Six One Music has evolved from the
1: Ben Show. I mean, is, that, <laughs> is, that, is that pretty accurate? It's always the Ben Show, bro. It's yeah. always the Ben Show. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> so I'm excited. This week we have uh, Bryce Allen in here. Yeah, hi Bryce. And, uh, hey guys, yeah, thanks for having yeah. me. And, uh, yeah, man, I, uh, I I wanted to ask you, Ben, though, before we get going, um, so we record this podcast on Wednesdays. It releases on Fridays. So for, you know, for those, for those listening, this will probably be a a day late, um, as I, as I talk about this, but, but tomorrow's April Fool's Day. And I just wanted to get your take on it. First of all, is that is that just an American
0: thing, or is that a, a worldwide thing? It's a thing in England. I don't know about worldwide, but it is a thing in England. Okay. But in England, according to my mum, but she might have just been saying this because she didn't want me getting up to mischief. It only counts until midday.
1: Okay. Now, how do you feel about April Fool's? Is it just another day? It comes and goes, and that's fine for you? Or? Well, you guys...
0: Take all holidays more seriously. Yeah,
1: I'm actually terrified about tomorrow. Uh, And and, and I'll tell you, um, uh, and and Bryce, maybe you can, uh, you can chime in a little bit. You know, you have kids, so um, I I have a 14 year old and a 17 year old home. Oh man, and and my wife who acts like a child sometimes. (laughs) Um, the three of them take this very seriously. Um, <laughs> thankfully, by the time they hear this, it will be released one day after the fact, and I won't be reminding them that tomorrow is is April Fool's. But I am actually terrified of tomorrow. Well,
0: judging by the way you guys do Halloween, I can imagine April oh, Fool's. Oh God, day is pretty... they are
1: like, they yeah, man, I'm talking like Saran wrap on the toilet seat, oh, and like oh, I mean wow. like yeah, they you, they get crazy about it, um, and it's and it's not like. Okay, you know, haha, jokes over, whatever. You know, let's get on with our day. Like, I mean, like you said, it goes on until midnight. So, <laughs> okay. I mean, oh, if at eleven fifty nine, I nothing's happened, I'm still not in the clear. Okay, <laughs> yeah. so, right. yeah, it's, uh, yeah. it's, yeah, I'm terrified about tomorrow. But, anyways, I just wanted to get your take on it and see how it was well, no, with, with you being from England and stuff. If well, it was something that was
0: big over there, you know. The one thing that I th- think is significant in terms of that is how just the big difference with. Holidays in the UK and holidays over here is the magnitude at which you celebrate them, and that's the big difference. It's like they all still exist in England, but everyone's just kind of like, "Oh, I guess it's Halloween." So like maybe let's put some, you know, maybe let's do something a little bit. Over here, it's like, "It's Halloween!" <laughs> everyone goes nuts for it, and that's I think the, big the US difference. is like the uh, is, like, is like is like Texas to England. Like we just do everything <laughs> yeah. bigger. <laughs> yeah, that's absolutely yeah. right. Yeah, and also, I think that the modern kind of version. Of Halloween, I'm using Halloween as an example because it's sure. like it's not so much of a religious holiday; it's just a random a bit, like April Fool's Day. It's just a yeah, random holiday. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure some Wiccans would disagree with me, but um, <laughs> but the uh, and we just alienated an entire <laughs> group of listeners. <laughs> but um, the uh, yeah, the 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 big difference is just how much more you do it, and the the version of of Halloween, the American version of Halloween, is has influenced the English one because I think it. You know, we used to do some stuff, but it wasn't that much of a big deal. And, and I think just through movies and everything, it's become it's become more of a big deal in the UK <laughs> because of the US. We we
1: specifically us as a family like we get ridiculous with Halloween. I mean, you've seen uh, it. Yeah, I mean, yeah. we build our own animatronics and like we wow. we like set up all these crazy fog machines and lights <laughs> and. Yeah, there's all sorts of crazy, crazy stuff.
0: And it's good times. Um, that. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So, so, all right, let's get let's get let's down do to business here. So, um, Bryce, um, what's up? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so, um, we uh, we're so grateful to have you on. I feel Absolutely. like I feel like you are, you know, a very important part of the local scene yeah you know, w- one man. of the one of the one of the guys down here he's but not only doing it well but doing well for a long time and and someone to look up to and you know i'm really honestly oh, like thanks, brother. proud to know you and and uh and very much respect how how much you've done and thanks man yeah and, and the fact that you've made it your made it your whole thing you know like it's your sure. it's a it's your lifestyle and you and and you've you've kept you've kept it going you know you have got kids and you're still doing it and and um that's huge it's a yeah it's, you it's know, huge you know. I know it's a balance that's huge. it's a balance yeah, yeah. absolutely mm-hmm. yeah. well, this is a
1: huge treat for me um, you know I've I i uh, I've actually seen Box Elder and, I, and I've actually seen Be Liminal um, nice. um before I knew who you were and um uh, you know I, I've been to actually uh, a few shows locally here for both of them and so um you know once Bryce Allen Band came around it wasn't something that, that I had, had gotten a chance to see until the live sure. stream here sure. oh, at yeah, Live Music right. sure. Community and um yeah, man. I, I, yeah, for me, it's street, because it's, it's always cool oh, for me. Makes, it's, it's, always cool. it's always cool when I, you know, in, in my earlier days, seeing bands locally, et cetera, yep. And, yep. Then, and then now we've got you
2: here. So yeah, that's, yeah, that's probably, awesome man. for me. Great yeah. to be here. Yeah, yeah. it's funny. I You know, I've been at it a while. I think we're going on, um, you know, many years, just shy of 30 years. I've been playing live now, believe yeah. it or not. That's awesome. And um, the funny thing is, is, like, I, I don't even know what else to do. What sure. else would I do? Right. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I had moments. I had moments through it where I'm like, uh oh, a lot of people i know aren't doing this anymore like you know and i've survived generations of bands you know and yeah, um of course but when i kind of looked outside i looked out the window at what else i might do there's just nothing else i yeah. just kept doing what i was yeah. doing you yeah. know yeah. what i mean <laughs> i i hear that you know i hear that
0: loud and clear that that's just something which i can relate to 100% it's the, there's there's people who who like music and then there's people who There's no other choice but to be playing music. That's it. You know, that's what you do. And that's that's with me too. I I relate to that 100%. Yeah, man.
2: I think we got to. I had a a very good friend tell me, and actually it was kind of recently. uh, You know, you have kids, you have responsibilities greater than yourself. And sometimes you feel selfish to invest so much in yourself. Because, you know, music, music, you don't mean to be selfish, but it takes a lot of your time up. And it's traveling, it takes a lot of time. So, um, you know, somebody reminded me uh, from the outside looking in man, you always got to work with your strengths you always got to work with your strengths. right? Yeah. And I, I've been at it for a minute, so um, I kind of know what's going on as opposed to, say, branching out somewhere else and trying to make it and make myself in the world. So that's really when sure. I started to be like, yeah, you know what? I just need to stick with this and work yeah. with my strengths uh, at any facet, whether it's live playing or tracks for other people or songwriting. Just stay in this vein, man, because yeah. what am I going to do? Make sandwiches for somebody? Clean cars? Like, I've done it all. Be- carpentry? Be- become like Become a, a haberdasher. You know, that's what I'm saying, <laughs> man. Yeah, exactly, bro. So, yeah, so, you know. Uh, I've been at it at a while, but I've just, um, I, I wouldn't know what else to do. You know what I'm yeah, saying? I wouldn't yeah. know. This is what I do. So I'm just going to keep mm-hmm. doing it for as long as I can. Yeah. Well, we're <laughs> we glad you are doing it. So <laughs>
1: yeah, man. Yeah, for sure, man.
0: <laughs> so um, I have a list of questions that um, my plan is to ask everyone, at least the artists that come on the show, the same questions.
2: Sure. Um, and the first one is why did you start playing music? What was yeah.
0: the, How did that come about? Well,
2: um, man, great question. Um, I am from a very musical background. My family. Is like very musical. So at a young age, my, my dad was a jazz musician. So not only would he yeah. sing, um, he would sing Barbershop and he yeah. was an amazing sax player. Um, my mom was also a singer and they'd be singing like duets around the house. It led to my sister playing flute, my sister playing piccolo. I'm at all the recitals. Um, so as a young kid I had this musical influence of my dad playing downstairs, the live music, my sister playing her flute up in her room, my mom's walking around the house singing, my dad's singing, it's Christmas, it's the holidays, we're caroling, there's like spirit and there's music, wow. you know? And it's just yeah. everywhere I looked, it was music. I was I was yeah. humming as a kid. Dee, 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 dee. You know, it's just like it was normal. It yeah. was everywhere. Yeah, sure. And um and I dug it, you know, so I yeah. just kinda jumped right in and I and I really feel that was like some of the source. Like to this day I can remember sitting in a, a dead sound car. In Massachusetts, right. covered in snow. My parents got a friend's house and I just started singing, you know, and like, and it was really like, I was like, oh, I could probably do this maybe, you know? Oh, and, cool. and as a kid, I didn't even like it, you know? I, I like, I get chosen to sing in the school play and I'm like, I'm not doing that. I don't want to be one of the tough guys in the play. I want to be the karate guy. I don't want to be right. the singer guy. Yeah. And it was actually like a problem for me because, um, I didn't want to do that when I was younger, um, like singing plays and stuff. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean. But I kind of had a voice from a musical right. background, so it was funny for a little bit when I didn't think it was cool to sing. Right. Yeah. And I was asked to sing, yeah. but but really it was just like I was really had a musical family growing up and was surrounded by it, so it seemed like you know it was it was, it was, it was a logical thing well, to that, do for that's me. That's
0: an interesting thing and something I'd like to pick up on because we were talking last week with Sierra uh-huh. and she was saying, um, you know that, and we we kind of had we related a little bit about the fact that. Um, we were, we were never really sort of particularly athletic. But I think in your case, that's not the case, is mm-hmm. it? You know, you're, you're, you yeah. are athletic.
2: Yeah, yeah. And I was as a kid, too. I played every sport under the under the sun. Yeah, yep. yeah. Mm-hmm. So, for you sure. know,
0: I don't think that's... Just, it, that I think a, quite a lot of musicians can relate to that because it became their thing instead of sport, but it's certainly right. not, you know, everybody right. at all. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know. Right, I no, agree. So was singing,
2: yeah. singing kind of like the, the, the first thing out of the gate for you? Or? Yeah. Well... Actually, to be honest with you, guitar was okay. the. I, I was singing. Don't get me wrong, I was singing, sure, like, sure. like we just said. But uh, guitar was was the cool thing to do. And did you, you know just, what I
1: mean? Did you just pick it up and start noodling, or um, did you yeah. actually go out and get lessons? Well, this or? is
2: actually this is really funny. What Ben just said. So I had guitar, and okay. I and when I was five years old, I had a guitar in my hand. My parents put me in lessons, acoustic nylon. Um, and the reason I didn't do good at that and I stalled so long is because I was playing sports. I was riding okay. waves as a okay. young kid. Yep. I was a big hockey player, you know. Yep. So I, I, you know, I was I, I was out in it before I was home practicing. Um, yeah. But even through grade school, um, it was really cool in Massachusetts, you would, like, leave math class and go down to the music den, and you'd play guitar, and you'd learn guitar at school, like middle school. And then you'd go back up to class, and it was, like, it was cool, you know? Yeah, that was cool. Um, so I was, I was always at it, but I was always distracted because I was into many, many things as a kid. So my guitar yeah. playing, you know, um, was just, you know, mediocre. It's, it's, I mean, I'm still not an amazing guitar yeah. player, but um, I was sidetracked because I was, uh, you know, a kid. But sure. um, as I got older and got more mature, I realized, like, oh, man, you need to – Work on your guitar. It just kind of clicked at some point. Yeah, it it well, probably when I was about a senior in high school, it really clicked. Junior, senior, I was like, yeah. oh no, this this needs to happen because you, you realize know? you can get the checks with it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah no, not then, yeah. not then. I was still, you know, practicing rhythm to the Casio. That's why. Uh, right. Trying to figure it out in my room. Yeah, the uh
0: my family has a lot of musicians in it as well, and I know that that was a big reason why I wanted to do it. Mm-hmm. Uh, my uncle's a folk musician, and as a child, I idolized him and and what he. You know what? Uh, the fact that he he played music and the people, you know, were in, into that, and he was kind yeah. of he kind of a big name in the folks in the UK, and uh, and uh, you know that that was a huge influence on me as a kid. Mm-hmm. You know, just yep. the fact that yeah. I had it in the family, and yep. I'm sure a lot of people are the same. So, um, what would you say your kind of early musical influences were?
2: Well, this is funny, dude. I always laugh, and the funny thing is, you guys might be able to relate, or you think I'm crazy, but um. The first thing that really just like threw me over the edge, believe it or not, was Kiss. Really? Oh, yeah, was see, Kiss. That's pretty amazing. Okay, yeah. <laughs> that's a good answer. Because <laughs> I'm, <laughs> I'm like five or six years old, and the music and the rock and I, I think back then I was into the music. Not like I was understanding like the music back then. Yeah but just the intensity of it. Yeah. And I would watch the intensity between them and the crowd and the makeup and the fire and the explosions. It was like the most intense <laughs> thing on the planet as a kid. Yeah. So I was drawn to it like a like a bug to the flame. Like, no yeah. doubt. Del- like, dude, <laughs> it's almost embarrassing I say this out loud, but dude, i like dress up and like jump off the couch with my air guitar, you know? And I'd be like having my mom's pantyhose on and the freaking kiss mask, you know, like trying to like mimic those guys. <laughs> yeah, and yeah. then I think by the time I was like seven or eight, like, me and three of my bros would have like a fake band dude you know what I mean yeah. with like the drums and like we would just go off and like it, it was what we were doing we were so into it you know yeah. we were into like the charisma yeah. and um, and all that even outside of the music but believe it or not sure. Kiss was like that first superpower that was like whoa rock and roll whoa. it yeah. kind of like it opened me up to a lot of other stuff at a young age no, just, so they're
1: just so visually stimulating dip, I mean, so for a yeah, kid I'm sure yeah, you're yeah like, it was wow. like crazy
2: <laughs> they're like the, yeah. they're like the uber
0: band that that all of the things about a live show kind of condensed. Yeah, like, you know I mean? yeah, yeah. I mean, it was like, a brilliant but... business plan. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, you think yeah. about Kiss, yeah. it was really a brilliant business yeah. plan. Yeah. But
2: um, it's funny because obviously my music is nothing like that. I don't think I took anything musically with me yeah. from Kiss, just to be honest, <laughs> no offense, dudes. Yeah. But um, <laughs> I was really into, like, you know, the sound and and how it was back then as a child, you know? Yeah. And, um, I don't know, for me, that was a big turning point where I was like, I want to be a rock and roll star. You know, <laughs> m- the first kind of band that I put together was
0: when I was at sort of 14, 15, we, we, we like painted our faces white as well. I think they definitely ca- <laughs> yes, they definitely yes, capture yes. the imagination. You yep. know what I mean? Yeah. A hundred percent they do. Yeah. Um, what uh, in terms of musical influences, yeah. I mean, I know this is a big question, yeah. but like kind of early on, you know. No, well,
2: no, that's such a great question. And um, I'm saying, so, you know, when I was a kid, just like I, I watch my kids now, I was like in, into like pop you know like pop radio commercial radio mm-hmm. um all the songs are there because it's pop radio. it's popular music it's catchy there's big hooks and as a kid you fall right, as anybody you fall right into it that's kind of what that pop music yeah. supposed to be so i was listening to mainstream radio but then at a young age and understand i have a brother and sister that are like pretty hip and they're older like seven eight years younger okay. than me seven uh seven eight years older than me so um i was exposed to really cool stuff also like yeah. you know hearing them jam in their rooms i'm like what's that you know that's yeah, great i want I to be like them so um there was a lot of um that makes a difference yeah a lot of commercial radio a lot of like you know early stuff like great stuff in the 80s van halen and like a lot of great great stuff there's so much good stuff but then i think when i really started honing in on what i really dug i started jumping into that early early alternative music right you know if you know so when i was like a, a kid maybe like 11, 12, it was like Violent Femmes, oh, su- sure, Psychedelic right. Furs. Gotcha. Um, you know, and that was like super alternative music back jam, then, yeah, dude. Yeah. You're talking you my know, language now. Yeah, like like bro. Real. <laughs>
1: real
0: proper like
2: indie. Bro, yeah. really good yeah. stuff. And then from there, listening to that stuff, when other people went kind of mainstream with music, you know, and this is kind of when I was just learning my relationship with music was just loving it so much. I wasn't playing it so much. I was just in love with it. And I think that's what led to me playing it ultimately. But um, it was that early alternative stuff. And then as I got a little bit older, it turned into like the Ramones came into it, you know, and, uh, you know, Echo and the Bunny Men, and like all these cool smithereens, the Lime Spiders. It was like, you know, it was back when you can get a million tapes for like a penny, right? you know. So I would just check out all this cool music, (laughs) man, you know, uh, early midnight oil stuff and like, um, you know, 120 Minutes was on MTV, and it had all this cool, you know... <laughs> Back uh, when MTV actually played Yeah, music. yeah, XTC, dude, you <laughs> yeah, know. And, like, yeah, I yeah. really got into this, you know, mo- uh, modern English. Um, right. This early... For me, granted, I know it was around for longer than me, but as a young kid, um, I was into this stuff, you know, and I really felt that's yeah. kind of what took me down a my tasteful, quote-unquote, tasteful path of music was um, some of that music inspiring me at an early age, you know?
0: Yeah, cool. I, I think that... Um Cure. One of the Oingo yeah. boingo. I mean, I could go on yeah. forever oh, about yeah. the early music. I love I it, dude. And that's you know. kind of one of the reasons why I think it's it's a difficult question to answer because it, anyone who is in in love with music listens to just an unbelievable amount of it. it, it unbelievable, yeah, yeah. And I mm-hmm. and I think that the um, the proof of it is in the records that you've made and, and and in the bands that you've been because there's there's just it's just littered with influences and and also you know stylistic. Um, the, there's so there's so much kind of moving between genres and there's so much um it, it's it's evident that you've listened to a lot of music yeah yeah. Oh, yeah i think that's where yeah. it comes from yeah yeah i think
2: that's where it comes from from listening to so much music that sometimes you, you deliver it even you don't even know what you're doing sometimes like i think yeah. sometimes it's almost like sure. cerebral sometimes that you're like yeah, you know yeah. but yeah i think listening to a lot that's actually a really good point ben that that we're a product of you know our environments and when you come up listening to a lot of music like that as an artist you're you're only bound to filter some of it out for sure yeah for like, sure yeah,
0: no doubt about it and um that early that that box elder stuff especially the really early stuff yep. is a lot more rock than i remember it really. oh yeah yeah you yeah know, it's uh, more rock it was than all rock, reggae. bro yeah, yeah, T- yeah. to
2: be honest with you yeah. um the first album was complete psychedelic rock no yeah. No, yeah. no no but we we hadn't discovered reggae yet When we first got together, we loved reggae, but we were all about psychedelic rock. It was the mid-90s. Reggae rock wasn't here yet. You I don't think mean to maybe date I, myself. I mean maybe it was I feel
0: a bit of a vibe of it in there just because I know you and I know the band. Right, but, right. but yeah, listening to it, I was like, huh, oh, this is just rock, basically. Yeah. yeah no, yeah. Oh, no,
2: it was, bro. Yeah. You know, it's always an interesting formula of reggae and rock. But the early and even the second album was still the majority of rock, and we just had started to get a little bit of uh reggae inspired. Right, but yeah. and it was on the third album that we actually worked with uh reggae great Willie Lindo from Black Uhuru. Yeah. And wow. we brought in some real authentic reggae vibes that's fantastic some inspiration with him oh man heavy beat studios in miami we linked we actually had two producers for that album we had a good rock producer a good man uh, a good bro bird man sean gould from miami and then we had um you know the reggae side too with willie and so it was great we were trying to balance out our different sounds you know trying to get the best of both worlds was kind of interesting having to Producers for each sound, you know, on yeah, the album. Yeah. But it worked out great. Yeah, it's fantastic. One of the best tricks, I got to share one of Willie's tricks right now. We'd be in the studio with all this high tech, high tech equipment, you know, in the studio, Echo Beach, it was great. Yeah. And they'd be doing all the stuff with the tracks, and Willie would just be, be listening to the track. He had a Walkman, you know, and he, and he I think, we have a Walkman or a Discman. I don't know what he had, but he had this, he had this he'd had have the song on, on the Walkman. Yeah, it was a Walkman. Okay. Might have been a Discman. And he'd listen to it, and he'd flip on the radio, and then he'd flip it back to the Discman, and then he'd flip it on the radio, and he'd flip it back. Huh. he's like yeah man when it's the same that's when we know we're good yeah and now okay. to this day bro I got my stuff playing and I, like I stick it in my van I listen to it then I hit the radio yeah. and then I stick it in I'm like man prim- primitive but effective wow. technique you know what I mean yeah very exactly. effective but yeah so I'm sorry to get off but reggae Not came in reggae came into the game later for box elder for yeah. sure we were inspired um and it, it's it's actually ironic that we didn't start off like that and then came kind of known for being a reggae rock band you know
0: sure mm-hmm. um as we're sort of you know, close to that point, anyway. Um, something that uh, we've spoken about before, but it's just a—I think—something that people would be interested to hear your take on it is um, when, when confronting something which is very much a kind of, a, like, a, a cultural movement to the point of being, to the point of being almost a religion. Right. How, 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 how have you in the past, and how do you now ap- a- approach? reggae and 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 your place within it and and yes. and has that changed over the years yeah.
2: well i got it yeah you know it that's a great question um so i definitely want to say that all the bands i'm in we're not roster or claim to be straight up authentic reggae music we are like reggae inspired we are very inspired by reggae because we love it i think it's a very beautiful uh vehicle for a a very positive message that's kind of like my draw to reggae not to mention the culture that surrounds it and rastafarianism great um but i always want to make sure that i'm respecting it and trying to give to it instead of taking from it you know i'm not from jamaica i don't want to claim this i you know without getting into it i know people that talk like they're from jamaica and they've never been there in their life that's That's disrespect and and when i see people up there claiming ja rastafari and digging into the religious part that's serious um, I hope, just hope, they know what they're getting themselves into, because you're either a link in the chain to something righteous, or you're a link in the chain of being ignorant to something. You know, and, sure. and I, and, and I, I've actually had the the honor to tour with some reggae greats, Right. and I was very humbled by their presence. And um, I would never want to take away from anything by claiming, you know, oh, yeah. we're a reggae Rasta. It, yeah. It's all nothing but one hundred pure. One hundred percent pure respect, and, right. and we are like inspired by it, and that's where we're coming from.
0: Yeah, and I think know? I think that that's you know, that's right. It's there's a lot sort of talked about with this whole kind of you know, like white boy reggae thing and people, race appropriation. People, well, yeah, right. well, <laughs> no, no one wants to be doing. That. No, <laughs> firstly, no one wants to be doing that, right. especially in this day and age, and right. not, and also not ever. Right, and, and also not. <laughs> <ever>. <laughs> but um, but um, but you know, I I think. Just because, you, just because some people do do that and, mm-hmm. and it sucks, it doesn't mean that reggae is like off limits either. Right? You know what I right, mean? Right. Right. It all depends on how you approach it.
2: Yeah. You know, yeah. That's, oh, absolutely. Yeah. I, you know, we were uh, we were blessed enough to tour with the Marley family and Toots and the Maytals, and they accept us hundred percent because we weren't trying to be something we weren't. You know what, yeah. what I mean? And I, and I think that's I think anything you're doing, I think that's what's up. As long as you're genuine and um, you're coming from the right place. But I hear you. In this day and age, uh, there's a lot of artists that aren't like that in many genres. You know what I mean. So you, I think you definitely have to be uh, respectful of where you're coming from. It's a
0: tricky one. I was listening to an interview with um, Robin Thicke just today. and mm-hmm. He was talking about, um, and he was asked the same question, uh, uh, and um, and you know he just said, "Well, it's everything that I do in the soul genre. Is, it's at, it's because I, it's out of respect. It's what I, the music I enjoy listening to. is what I love. Yeah. Yep. And, you know." The people that I work with, you know, it's not like it's not like he is do- doing this separate thing just with all white people and then kind of claiming he made it up or anything R- like that. Right. He's just a part of the process. He's, yep. You know, like he, he's on BET like um more than any other channel, mm-hmm. and and the people he plays with are white and black and just across yep. the board. So yeah. You know, it's yeah exactly. It's just it's hundred percent how how you approach the thing and if you're yep. doing it with respect or not. I
1: thinking. mean, at the end of the day, man, like I, I think. Uh, you know, for all all artists and all in all genres. I mean, you know, you 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 play what you play because you you like it. You respect the artists that you that you draw influence from. Exactly. Yeah. Um. And you're, and you're essentially your craft is is paying homage to these artists and to that yes, to that style and to that genre. Yeah. You know race, religion, whatever, politics, you know, none of that really should have any bearing on it whatsoever. It's just, it's a its yep. a passion thing. I mean, yep. you're passionate about what you do, and you do it well, and, and you enjoy it, and you can bring that to the people, then so yep. be it, you know? Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, as, long as, respect, like said, yep. as long as it's done with respect, like yeah. you said, as long as it's done with respect, there should be no issue there. Yeah yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. yeah, straight up, man, straight up.
0: So, um, we all have a different way of doing it, and I'm just curious about what your writing process, if you have a writing process, and what it is, if you yeah, have one.
2: Yeah, sure. Well, um, you know, my process is usually like this. Usually it starts, obviously, with the idea for the lyric, you know, and, and uh, I've tried a couple different methods for where the lyrics come from, but I find that the best, truest, and most genuine spot that they come from is from life experience, because I'm not ever making anything up, I'm never researching anything, I've just been putting in the time. You know what I mean? So pretty much anything you hear out of my mouth, whether I'm singing with example of one song I can think of and almost on one album from Be Liminal that was just like three sluts that was just like, hey, let's let's go the opposite way and let's just write a song about who cares and let's party and three sluts. Yeah. Right, you know? Yeah, yeah. I tried it. It was cool. People dug it. It was partied. <coughs> but normally <coughs> excuse me. Normally I come from life experience. Something is brewing in my soul, an experience, something I saw. Uh, uh a per anything uh, anything from life that i'm going through and it gets to me so much that i start thinking about it and writing it in different ways and, and want to relay it to other people you know right. and then, and that's where i usually and then the thought leads down to some lyrics written on some paper you know just the main idea it usually turns into a, a brainstorm session very much like you would in school like straight up brainstorming like right. uh you know i used to try to go line for line and that's just like painful and you don't you don't get sometimes you get when you're on fire you can get good results going line for line I like to do a brainstorm. So it's a a free thought. I'm not thinking within phrases. I'm not thinking within words that go together. I'm not thinking in syllables. I'm not doing that yet. That comes next. (laughs) But at first, it's this wide open thing about how I feel with my heart and my head open. And it's like literally like grade school brainstorming, you know, and sentences. and I kind of get it all out there so I can think about the thought in a... More three-dimensional, thorough process, and sometimes this goes on for days with like a piece of paper jotting yeah, well different awesome. vantage points of what I'm thinking, cool. all out there. And then it's time to try to put it to like a tasty riff, you yeah, know. Yeah. And then it's time, and then it comes time for that. And then once the riff or the music that I, these thoughts go to, that's when I start turning these thoughts, you know, into sentences, and I start breaking them down syllabically and phrases. And um, I don't want to say rhyme, because I used to rhyme more back in the day, and stuff gets Dr. Seussie. You got to stay away from that, right? You can only rhyme and and bend words, you know what I mean? So then I started learning about bending words to make them sound like they rhyme, and opening up my my, um, my vowel sounds, you know? So it turns into all this precise stuff later. But it really right. starts with a brainstorm yeah. about life experience. Then it goes to the paper. Then, of course, I don't know about you guys, but it always goes to the phone. Yeah. I don't know. Everybody yeah. I know, dude, it goes yeah, to the yeah. phone. They're like, my phone. my phone. My phone's all the raw jams. Before it even gets in my little home studio, the phone is like, is that working? Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah, I listen yeah. to it. It goes to the phone. And then after the phone, then we're talking. Like right now, a couple songs I'm working on... Um, you know, I'm getting all the syllables and the phrasings. and I get everything just right to the way I want it. And then I just got to repeat that until I'm basically feeling it. I don't look down at the paper anymore. I'm trying not to look at my guitar until I can until I can perform it, you know. So yeah. that's kind of my process in a nutshell. You know, I'm, I'm pretty much been doing that for a long time, you know. And yeah. sometimes I get in little ruts, you know, and it takes me a minute. But then usually I just, you know, I just keep pushing. And I just push through and something else comes out, you know.
0: I think sometimes... Um, I don't know if you can relate to this, but what, what I, I know when I've written something meaningful and good when it's almost like a weight has been lifted and I feel almost like a sense of elation mm-hmm. through it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like a variety of things. You're feeling it, right? I mean, yeah, bro, yep, absolutely. And because um, yeah. I was talking to Sierra last week about this as well is that um, I find a lot of the work goes on in my subconscious I'll be it, it's like a, a, the idea will be brewing for a long time mm-hmm. and then yep. a, a whole load of it will just come out all at once yep. you know yeah Brilliant.
2: That's my whole thing. Yeah, but yep. this brainstorming thing sounds like a
0: really good idea. It takes
2: and actually, the pressure off. Yeah, it takes the pressure off of having to deliver the right answer and the next sentence yeah. <laughs> before crumpling up that paper. Yeah, it takes the pressure off. Let you let you think wide open. I mean everything. No rhymes, no nothing. I feel like this, 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 this. And you know what I mean. You can really wrap your head around the thought without. Being like, oh, it has to rhyme with the yeah, last. I have it has the to hardest go.
1: time, like sitting down and just you know coming up with lyrics and things. And it's Tricky. and it's and it's because I always approach it from this methodical line by line approach. But mm-hmm. that's that's actually yeah. a great idea. To yeah, because you down never know. Let the ideas flow. Man. Yeah,
2: you just get them all down there. Yeah, and then all of a sudden you can kind of pick through, and some of them will make sense in succession or yeah. not. Or you're like, oh man, I was coming from this angle, but then this just opened me up to to, to this you know way. Now I might go this way yeah. coming. You know,
0: I was awesome. listening to a guy who was talking about. um one of the ways he writes is um, he 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 sets character. It's, it's almost like he does it like he's writing a, a, a film script or a screenplay or something. He sets up characters and a place. For example, he makes a little framework, and then he just allows his imagination. To, to let them interact with each other and then the complexity comes then wow. so he just sets the framework up and then he just kind of lets them do the work wow. it's like the complexity comes from them interacting with yeah. each other you know? Whoa. yeah wow that's a really cool idea wow
2: yeah something I I'm can doing. respect that that's cool man because he's yeah. not just fishing for ideas in the air that's, that's when you're kind of like come up with weak stuff that he's actually yeah. if he has these characters in his head and the way they interact I mean there's going to be some sense to it and that's very cool yeah very I think cool. no
0: matter what you I'm pretty sure that no matter you know what process you, you you go about doing it, it's gonna draw some stuff out of deep from
2: yeah. You, you. Yeah, know, yeah. I mean like, that's why uh, we're doing it in the first place, right? I mean, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. Therapy. Yeah. Those are, those, are always, <laughs> those are
1: always the best songs though. I mean, if it's if it's from personal experience and stuff, those are yeah. always the best songs. Like yeah. like you said, I mean, yeah. you know, and I and I'm notorious for writing like cliche stuff, you know, um but <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, but um you know that that makes that just makes you know all the sense of the world that sure. that if it's personal, it it, it's j- it it just goes so much just just right. goes a long way. Yeah, you're gonna it's, carry it's that fine. with you, and you're you're basically yeah, carrying. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I tell
2: people all day, I'm, I'm writing the soundtrack of my life one day at a time. Because yeah, I so honestly, I don't know. Amazing. I probably I probably run out of stuff to run up to write about if I had to pick <laughs> stuff that I don't know. Like you know what I mean? It's almost like to me, it's simple. Like what are you gonna sing about? Uh How about stuff I know? Yeah, you know, right. You know now what I'm saying? I, I hear that, <laughs> and
0: and it's in my early kind of writing days. It's funny. I don't know if my um. If uh, the guy who used to be in a band with Barney is going to end up listening to this, but he'll laugh if he hears me say it. You he, <laughs> he say, you know, I, I started writing a song about um, like a wise homeless guy, you know, Mm -hmm. and he's like, yeah, that's like one of the steps to like everyone writes the song about the wise homeless guy. No way. (laughs) (laughs) That's (laughs) great, bro. That's great. (laughs) It's like you start, you start with just writing straight up like love, depressing love songs. Yeah. And then you try and push out of that. Yeah. And you're fishing around for ideas and
2: like one of the big ones is always the wise homeless guy. Yeah, that's great. (laughs) Why do you say that. (laughs) Dude, all my songs in the beginning were ballads. It was a challenge to like start playing upbeat music. Yeah. I was stuck in ballad world. Uh, I, was, I was playing ballads. I'm like, what am I doing? This I'm is still, I'm still stuck yeah. in ballad yeah. love song world. Man. It's been 30 years. I'm still stuck oh there. Hey, nothing wrong with the beautiful ballad, <laughs> but you know, now I write more upbeat stuff. You know, so I like. But there was a time I wrote a lot of ballads. Yeah. Well, something that I find meaningful in music is when
0: is 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 lyrics that are serious or sad over uplifting sounding music. That's always been a trick that I've employed cool. to make my music work. Yeah, and I don't know if that's a that is an approach. Have, when it comes to setting the words to the music yeah. do you do you do, do they have to how do you approach making them mesh is it something where is it something where the words could be completely separate from in meaning from the music or do they have to complement um, each other
2: yeah uh, yeah you know the words themselves i've never really thought about that for me uh, the melody and the phrasings are with the music but the words are the words you know okay. but don't get me wrong i'm not going to write a power like a like like a a sullen ballad over a rocking riff okay, so I yeah, guess yeah. in that way yeah they are like you know the yeah. energy of the of the of the movement you know right, if it's like yeah. something upbeat something good but like yeah Move so to a certain works. extent you know what yeah. I mean yeah. but for the most part I gotta tell you uh, I'm more writing in, in again uh kind of like uh, delivering in the style of the music you okay. know a little yeah. bit okay but um that's great because I've never thought about that you know I'm always like when it comes to the words, I'm, I'm more busy. I'm more, more thinking about how I'm delivering them to the music than I'm thinking about maybe the words' meanings to the music. You know what yeah. I'm saying?
0: Yeah. yeah I when, I know that when it occasionally it works out for me where the, where the music and the words are like, they have to be with each other. You know, yeah, like, yeah. You, know, you get it, yeah. they mesh together, but yeah. it doesn't always work out for me. But, um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if I'm honest, more often than not, it yeah. doesn't work but,
2: out But that. I think the words and the music are usually the same vibe. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. It's like the same vibe. You yeah. know, I, I'm, I'm good. Like I, I, I agree with you. I don't you. know. I've heard, I've heard
0: some songs that are
1: like, depressing is all hell when you really dive into the lyrics oh right and, yeah. and then, but the song is like you know chicos, happy chinky, chicos, yeah yeah happy chinky, no, lucky. You're like, yeah. yeah it's like such a happy song and then you yeah. start listening to the lyrics you're like wow he wants to kill himself you know yeah. like, oh, yeah, <laughs> I, I, quite even. honestly yeah. that's, that's
0: like my uh, that's like my party trick like every single song I write is like the part. Wow. it's like a happy song but you listen to it and you're like oh hang on there's more There's more to it yeah
2: how about that one great song can we just talk about I just want to know if it's an example Um, when I got to play with you acoustic solo, and thanks for sitting in with me and taking some pressure off me. That that was was really really great. That was a good time. You told me about a song... Where something exploded in the kitchen and oh, it was real yeah. serious. Would that be an example of like a song that was, yeah. co- I remember being friendly and upbeat, but you were talking about some serious stuff. And yeah, when I talked yeah. to you after the gig, you're like, dude, that was serious and like changed me for a while.
0: Yeah, that was like straight up therapy writing that song. Wow, I I felt bro. like I had some, right? I just, before I knew that that would be a good idea, you know? Yeah. Like as therapy, because it is a therapist for me to do that. <laughs> yeah. But like, um, but yeah, it was 100% just needed to get it out there. Yeah, that was oh, a great whoa. song. What was the name of that song? Um, did I have a name it or anything? I think it was called Propane Tank. Wow. Yeah, Propane Tank, propane tank right. fell, fell in the fat fryer. The kitchen exploded. Oh my yeah. It was just
2: awful. Anyway,
0: what a story, Ben. When I heard that
2: story, I was floored, and I remember the song being kind of like, "Oh, cool, you wouldn't know that he yeah. probably went through the, the tragedy <laughs> right. he did right. from that song."
0: Yeah, yeah. You it good. It's a, it's a. I'd say it's, it's a kind of like a. It's a little bit of a gimmicky way of uh, of providing multiple levels to a song. You sure. Know what I mean? Yeah. Sure. But it works. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the. Uh, Next question is something that uh, I'm really interested to ask people because um, I just don't know, and 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 it's not something that I, I generally talk about with um, my musician friends. But um, how much and what do you practice?
2: Um. Well, yeah. So I'll take you. I'll take you through the years, and I wish I played more. Tricky so, with the kids, huh? Yeah. <laughs> so I gotta tell you now that I play for a living. It's all I do. Yeah. Um, yeah. I play so much. That we don't really practice. Yeah. And I'm not saying that's right, but we we play together th- three or four times yeah. a week. And sometimes it's different. The songs are different when it's solo, mm-hmm. the songs are different when it's duo, the songs are different when it's trio, and the songs are different when it's the the full band the four-piece. Yeah. So the songs change a lot. Um there's nothing more than I would like to do than have a day of the week and we're working on it that we get together. The days in box and be liminal, two days a week hours every night, run through the sets, work on new stuff. I mean, we get together, we talk, yeah. that's the way it was. Yeah. Now we play so much and we're doing this for a living that we're together playing three or four nights a week anyways. The problem with that is we're playing the same stuff over and over, the same songs. I mean, they go, they're different of shapes, course. they jam, yeah, it's course. different, but we're doing the same thing. Yeah. So um, I really think practice is important you For know, sure, yeah. uh, as a band dynamic. Now, on my own... Yeah. Um, so as a band, we play so much that we're not practicing as much as we should. Yeah. You really got to because... I think that's
0: the ubiquitous. A, a it, lot of working bands are like yeah, that. It, it, yeah, yeah, it is.
2: The only problem is, is you don't get to stretch out. You're always on the clock, and there's always a bit of live pressure. I'm not saying it's a lot of pressure, but you know the live pressure. You don't want to, like... You're inclined not to mess up live. Yeah. So you're not taking the chances where... Uh, we could be at the studio, just hanging out, letting it rip. Let's take that again. Hey, and, you know, you can stop and talk about oh, where you're at, we, and, and really exercise what's going on. That's what we used to be liminal on box cutter. Yeah. We, we would stop, all talk about it, walk outside, talk about it, walk back in. You know, and and, and it came across live because we were very confident in all this new stuff. The band now, um, it's wonderful. We're very tight, but it's we re- rehearse the same stuff over and over. So it would nice. It would be nice to not have to rehearse the new stuff live. Right. You know. Yeah, so I'm yeah. definitely an advocate of the band getting together. Now, yeah. me myself as an individual um i'm trying to play catch up on guitar you know what i mean so i'm constantly practicing guitar and guitar theory and trying to play more mature voicings of of, uh you know because i'm 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 the singer so i'm like you know Mm -hmm. i'm trying to one our guitar player mike kerr is very talented and i'm trying to trying to even exist with him and play with him at the same time and not be that singer guy who has a guitar in his hand because you know you've seen that i'm like that's like (laughs) my biggest fear in the world so it's all about practicing guitar Mature voicings of the chords, why I'm singing. So that's pretty much what I practice at home by myself. You yeah, know, okay. um, is trying to my part in the band better. I yeah, need, I need a, to practice that's more. That's a
0: very eloquent way of putting mature voicings. I, I I'm the same. I, I, I can fall into, you know, my singer songwriter side is probably stronger than my kind of straight up musician side, and I can find myself just doing, you know, cheat mode chords and things. Sure, uh, absolutely. Sure, sure. And and I do I also try and stretch myself in that respect. Yep, we, um, we do tend to. Uh, we do tend to
1: experiment every now and then, though. Yeah, you know, if, yeah, it's yeah. A, if it's you a slow it. night and there's only a few people, yeah, there, yeah. we're like, let's try this song. We've never played this together yeah, before. Yeah. That's and the then perfect time do, to we, practice. We, yeah, yeah. We just, <laughs> right? I mean, bro, what else you get? <laughs> yeah, it's just, we just, you know, Ben will say, oh, this is a song I used to play a while back. And he's like, here are the chords. And then, you know, James and I just go, yep. we go through it, like, in our heads about, you know, 15 yep. seconds. And then,
0: yeah. yep. then we... It's all awesome. it out like that's it comes. It. I mean yeah. the funny thing is sometimes that seems to work out better than mm-hmm. songs you know really well. every now and, yeah. and again you just go, "Wow, this is, sounds amazing yeah, know? yeah, this yeah. is true. Yeah. this is true. yeah, you get those lucky little happy accents. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah Ra, because I, with the practice thing, I think um I think one of the advantages that we have as professional musicians who play so much, and um also um with me personally as a teacher as well. I'm playing so much, and just have a guitar in my hand so much that little bits of practice get done on the fly. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Yep. And that's yep. great, but it doesn't. Again, you know, one thing I want to make sure I always say on here is is because it's true is there is no substitute for just straight up sitting there and practicing something right. you know, right. in a serious yeah, yeah. manner. Got to be familiar with it. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Um, so um, there's a something which uh, we share a little bit is um, is, is is a history of. Um, of substance use and um and having uh, to more or less an extent overcome it yes you know and being yes. in recovery and I, big ups um, big ups yeah man <laughs> 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 and uh i want to know do you has that influenced your writing firstly and and secondly do you look back at some of the stuff you've done in the past and think uh, and do, does it kind of make it cringe a little bit or, yeah you know yeah
2: well um yes to all the above um right. Yeah, so uh, quick synopsis of me, uh, always had it in check. And then my like, first band, Box Seller, started to be like a big fish in a small pond, like a snowball rolling down the hill. We started gaining momentum. The parties got bigger. The crowds got bigger. The opportunities to get in trouble definitely got bigger. And uh, my way into that whole thing was the, the band became a party. Yeah. yeah. Right? So at, at one point, it was all about the music to get to the top of the mountain. And then we got to the, our, our top of the mountain. And it wasn't about the music anymore. It was more about the party. What was going on after? Did we have the right buzz to play, to maintain? You're on the road. You're driving for seven hours. Then you're playing.
3: Yeah.
2: I need to be awake. I need to be focused. You know, um, that's what it turned into. Um, So and I probably missed a lot of great opportunities in my career. You know, that's a hard part of looking back at that. But I own it a thousand percent. Yeah. And um, so, yes, to get back to your question, it definitely has an effect on some lyrical stuff I've been through, because as you know, it's like uh, it's a spiritual renaissance to make it through that and Absolutely. find yourself again and i and i literally just not to sound cliche i literally was sick and tired of being sick and tired it, i was on my last leg probably two feet in the grave yeah. about to check out and um my story for turning around believe it or not was a uh, was a child on the way right. that was the last straw that my conscience was like no right. you know what i mean my yeah. spirit was like hey i can it's funny, I can let this person down, I can let myself down, I can let these other people down, I can deal with it, but I can't let this pure new soul, it, they don't deserve it. You know what I mean? Yeah, and I even know. at the bottom of my blackest fiendness, I knew the truth of that situation. Yeah. So I had nine months to pull it together. You uh-huh. know what I mean? Yeah, and yeah. Wow. It wasn't easy. Spent a lot of nights naked on the tile floor, sweating it out like a jitterbug, dude. But, yeah. you know, uh, I made it through. And yeah. And when you make it through something like that, uh, you have a lot more to tell, and you have a, you learn a lot about yourself. You know, yeah. um, and I was looking down the road forward writing lyrics, and I was looking in the rearview mirror writing lyrics, and I was also in the now writing lyrics. You know, I remember sitting in my son lyrics, <laughs> that's his name, <laughs> that. uh, sitting in the nursery before he was born. And that's how I actually started playing some of these songs that are still going to come out on this album here soon. Um, yeah. uh, they were about recovery and about finding yeah. myself and yeah. you know, and about the old days of crazy and not sure. caring, um, about all of it. I, again, a life experience that I, it gave me a lot to write about. Yeah. You know, it really influenced it a lot. And, and not only that, but coming back in it with a straighter mind.
4: Yeah. Like, wow,
2: you know, coming back and w- with a focus. Yeah. And my writing definitely got better. My guitar yeah. playing jumped up. My delivery got better. My voice got better. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, like from all not, oh, you know, yeah. smoking yeah, you know, 10 packs of cigarettes of a day and all this other crap. I was caught up in. So, um, it really, yeah, it had a huge effect, you know, on me lyrically, yeah. on me physically, spiritually, um, on everything, you know?
1: Yeah. I got mad, mad respect, well, for both of you guys, for, for what you've overcome. I mean, I've, I've never... Um, I've never been there, so I, I you know, I, I can't even fathom for a second what you guys had to, you know, had to overcome. Um, unfortunately, I have had family members battling those same demons. Yes um yes
2: you know some of them are still battling it um uh some of them lost the battle unfortunately too many good people i knew lost the battle that was also something i I could see the truth i'm like dude you can go this way or that way it's clear there's no maybe like dude you're either going this way or that way bro what are you gonna do mad mad
1: props to both of you guys man because that's 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 nothing you know from what i can see from from where i sit it's not an easy it's not an easy thing and it's a and it's a every day for the rest of your life thing. Yeah. Every yeah. day you have to make that decision that mm-hmm. today right. is going to be a good day again. Um, you know? The whole yep.
0: recovery thing is just full of sound bites and cliches and stuff like this. But one thing that I, uh, th- I love that someone said is you have to kind of view your life on a day-to-day basis as walking up a down escalator. It's like if you if you stop walking, <laughs> you're gonna go down. So you yeah. gotta do something. Yeah, you gotta you know, be proactive every yeah. day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Straight up, dude. I yeah. like that. That's, that's a great one. Well said, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's well put. yeah,
2: man. I lost a lot of time. Yeah. <laughs> I lost a lot of time, you know? But I gotta tell you, I've even come to peace with that because I, I may have lost, you know, 10, 15 years of my life. And it wasn't lost. I was still touring traveling, still making sure decent music you know what i mean i was into it but when i realized my potential now i realized maybe i have thoughts of wow you you could have done much more fast forward to this day instead of letting that thought haunt me i'm on fire these days as far as my brain it's like i'm just delivering dude and i'm almost i almost feel like i'm such a go-getter now and i'm physically healthy and sound in mind and i don't think i would be here without the past so i wear all my scars proudly yeah. because they make me who I am yeah, and they course, also yeah. dude I'm up every day kicking like kicking butt like with the kids and, and yeah. running and taking care of myself and, and running the band and writing and promoing like dude back in the day I never could have handled that you know yeah, so sure, yeah. in a way even though I look back and I'm like oh dude you blew it it also shapes you for wanting to kick ass and not lose any more time in your oh, life definitely. you know what I mean for yeah. sure so I definitely actually appreciate it you I know? think it's a
0: journey certain people just have to take and you are, and yep. to get to this point and it, or you don't you know yep. what I mean it's, yep.
2: that. It, it's almost like it was part of the journey like you know yeah. what I mean it, like it was because like I was always pushing for this spot and then I got faded for a little bit and I didn't and then from getting so faded it made me come back with vengeance to, to get to where I thought I should be you know and yeah. I, I still fight that fight every day but it, it's a good balance for me yeah. it works yeah. you know that's mm-hmm. awesome so
0: we've got so much to talk about, and I feel like we should, we could talk forever, but um, I, I think it's probably time we heard you play some songs. Sure, man. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. All right. Cool. Yeah, let's, let's do, do it. it. Might you
2: jump over there, and we'll uh,
0: yeah. have you play something for us.
2: This is a tune called Weekends Go.
4: <laughs> Hanging around towns, I don't know the weekend or no show. Now local with all the same crazies I know Something's so enticing but i to find a little trouble tonight When I know we shouldn't do it You know it kept me going inside Why? Cause I'm on the run I rise up up Those days were fun But something has changed me If you could feel all of this love You would agree that something's worth saving I know where the weekend goes Oh yeah so many, many more. Remembering those days of Oh yeah, I know where the weekend go. Alright, yeah, that's right. Just hanging around towns, so I do know that we can the weekend to stay. It's gonna get me if I don't find the strength to change Something's so enticing, but i to find a little trouble tonight, tonight, tonight When I know we shouldn't do it, you know it kept me going inside Why? Cause I'm on the run, I rise above Those days were fun, but something has changed me If you could feel all of this love You would agree that something's worth saving I know where the weekend go Oh yeah, so many, many more Remembering those days of old Oh yeah, I know where the weekend go, Alright yeah I know Rise above those days were fun, but something has changed me. If you could feel all of this love, you would agree that something worth saving. I know where the weekend goes. Oh, yeah, so many, many more, right? Remembering those days over. Oh, yeah, I know where the weekend goes. All right, yeah that's right follow the love that's right follow the love yeah all day all night follow the love that's right follow the love yeah yeah yeah
2: All right, man. That was right. awesome. I love it. Awesome. Fantastic. <laughs> I wasn't sure I was going to play that one. That's how I played it. <laughs> <laughs> it works out. works for me. Cool. Uh, you know, some of these songs are we're just getting to record uh, now, so it's kind of fun to play them acoustic as opposed to the way I play them in the band. Uh, this is another little tune called uh, Dreamin' and Believin'.
4: Just slap you upside the face if this ain't what it seems But life is way too short not to live the dream Cause everybody got the wrong mind And everybody's spending the wrong time So let me tell you about the moment that made mine Yeah, when I've been talking about the all day, all night Go hard, get right, sunset, sunrise, your light Head high, we the first ones out Talking about the good love kind by cool bro Sick times weekends release under that sunshine When I'm feeling strong Like I'm dreaming and believing mm. Dreaming and believing yeah. When it's on me yeah. Cause I like to dream As I'm getting older there's nothing more precious than time all these wants and needs, so few are mine, yeah. You see, I'm doing what I got to do, yeah. And I'm taking it from day to day, hey. You know, I keep it on my mind, cause man, it helps my stay. Saying, yeah, when I've been talking about the all day, all night. Go hard, get right, sunset, sunrise, shoreline. Head high, ha we the first ones out. Talking about that good love, kind by, cool bro. Shit times, weekends, release, Jimmy just came by. With enough to go around. Like I'm dreaming and believing. Dreaming and believing. Yeah. When it's on me, hey, cause I like to dream. Head right, sunset, sunrise, shoreline. Head high, and we the first ones out. Talking about that cool, love, kind vibe, cool, bro, times, weekends, release under that sunshine. When I'm feeling strong, like I'm dreaming and believing. Yeah. 'Cause I like to dream, right? Dreaming and believing. Oh yeah, alright. Dreaming and believing. Oh yeah. When well, it's on me. cause I like to dream. Yeah. Woo! Nice,
0: good stuff, man. Fantastic. Hey, thanks, Ian. Okay. And uh, all right, we're back. And um, can you tell us about our sponsor, Hector? Yeah, uh, this week we
1: have uh, Harmony Management Group again. Um, same sponsor from last week, which is absolutely amazing that she came on board again this week. Um, Harmony Management Group does uh, uh, light office things, filing, um, uh, you know, a couple hours a week for uh, office type duties. And then they, they do all the way through. Uh, taxes and bookkeeping and and you know CPA stuff. So um, if you uh, if you have a lot of chaos in your business and you need some uh, some organization and you want to put a little zen in your life, then uh, you need to reach out to Mary at uh, Harmony Management Group. I know and, that
0: it's a, a very useful service because a, a lot of people, you know, especially in the creative arts, you know, we we've, we've got a lot of ideas and we've got a, a lot of cre- um, uh, what's the word. We we do a lot, and we're at, but there's sometimes we're not so good at the bookkeeping. No, part. no, no, and not it's, at it's all. nice to have someone around who is, and um, and we've been the beneficiaries of, uh, of Mary's skills. So you know, absolutely.
1: Uh, and I and I'll tell you, I'll tell you the way, uh, I'll tell you the way my my wife explains it to me is I'm very good at what I do, but I'm terrible at business. So that's where Mary comes <laughs> in at, at, at Harmony. She's uh, <laughs> she can come in and uh, and kind of organize the chaos for you. So uh, yeah, we uh, we'll splash the. Uh, uh, phone number on the screen for you guys. Reach out to Mary. Let her know that Ben and Hector uh, from Five Six One Music sent you, and um, and uh, all her information will be in the show notes as well with links and Facebook and all that stuff. So definitely give her page some love on Facebook and and uh, give her a call. Let her uh, let her help your business out a little bit. So Fantastic. yeah. So thank you, Mary. If you're listening, we appreciate you. Cool. All right, man, uh, Bryce. That was absolutely amazing. You know, thank yeah. you very Thanks, much. Guys. That Thanks, was uh, that was a huge treat for us. And and uh, I, I said it before. Uh, um, when we weren't rolling you know off camera um this is uh this podcast is very self-serving for us because you know <laughs> ben and i get to have these little mini private concerts performances, in the you in the 561 uh, music acoustic lounge and how do you like yeah. the 561 yes. music acoustic yes. lounge provided
0: by live music community yeah, there's a plug there plug beautiful. for justin there beautiful beautiful, <laughs> beautiful man <laughs> yeah man um, could you tell us a little bit about um what those two songs are about
2: yeah yeah sure uh the first song, uh, Weekends Goes, uh, it was basically uh, me coming into my conscious uh, knowing I needed to make a change. Every weekend, I knew what was going to happen. I knew where that weekend went, man. It went into uh, uh, oblivion, you sure. know, uh, a lot a lot of uh, partying, a lot of, you know, drinking and drug using. And it basically went to a place of, you know, not really functioning and, and <laughs> kind of dropping the ball, yeah. you know. And I knew that's where it was going. So when you hear... Um, at the same time I knew where that's where the weekends went, but I knew there was such a bigger picture and I had such a bigger purpose than that, you know? Awesome. And and I knew if I didn't change that, that, those weekends would take me away forever. And so sure. that is like saying, I, I guess it was the first sense of like when they say, um, cause it was obviously a song about addiction. Um, is, is is realizing what battle you're actually in you know what i mean right. and that's yeah. what i realized that the weekends were like my battle to go out and play and party and get crazy right. but it, it was the verses were like my weekdays when i would be in so, somewhat back to reality going i need to change or this is going to kill me right and so i wrote a song about it because as you, you know songs are therapy yeah absolutely. <laughs> so i wrote a song about it and the funny thing about that song you guys can appreciate this. I attempted to bring that song to Boxelder, and it just yeah. never quite stuck. I think we might have played it a couple times, yeah. and then I brought it with me to be Liminal. Didn't quite stick, right. and now I'm kind of glad because it's been my own little number that the Bryce Allen band has sunken their teeth into and really made it our own. So um, now, that now, song's did it been have, with me for a minute. Did it have yeah. like a, a
1: different feel or a different? Yeah,
2: yeah. So it's funny. So Boxelder just played a classic, like kind of like we do, like I do now, a little like the, the reggae chucks but okay. B-Liminal made it sound like uh, 311. Okay. It had like a, a dun, 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 dun. I mean, it, right, it was really right, cool. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. actually forgot. When I heard the B-Liminal version, I was like, man, that's a great version, guys. <laughs> <laughs> it really stands up. Like, that's yeah. killer. Like, yeah. whoa. And then, of course... like kind
0: of like triplet type? Yeah, thing. you know, it yeah. was really cool. It was really yeah,
2: 311. Yeah. I was really excited. Yeah. Um, and then I... You know, I tried to Frankenstein it, where I tried to take a part from them and the part of this and put the two parts together, yeah. but it just didn't work out. The whole this whole thing yeah. ended up being better in this in this other field. To me, it okay. made more well, sense. Well, now, so now it's
1: yours, and it's
2: it's yeah 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 it's, yeah. It's, so it's yeah, so that song's been with me for a second. Um, cool. The second song I was actually a more a recent on the upbeat on the good side of life. That was yeah. a song called Dreaming and Believing that we're putting out on this next album coming out. Actually, be on the EP, and um, cool. that was a song just about life going really good after yeah. some hardcore perseverance and, yeah. and making it out. Like Goodness. you know, after coming out of all that those horrible things, and I'm like, man, life is so good. Am I dreaming all this? Because I'm sure feeling it. I'm sure believing it. Yeah, you know. And there's a couple classic lines in there. Um, uh, that were very pertaining to the times. Like, uh, you know, but I, it, it was really me climbing out of that black hole and yeah. being like, life is good, dude. I'm not, This must be a dream. Like, I'm, yeah. I'm out of it, dude. I did it, you know? And, yeah, and that's what dreaming and believing was like. That, that's where that came between
0: from. Some, there's a difference between someone writing a song about, like, um, like bum, 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 life is good. Yeah. Or, and some someone writing a song like, Oh my god, I can't believe like it's yeah. been so bad. Yeah. And, yep. you know, yeah. There's yep. a lot more weight to it with you know, in context. You yeah. Know what I mean? Oh yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. for
2: sure. Again, that the life the weight of the life experience and delivering it from yeah. being, you know. Yeah. It, coming just, up. it just gives it meaning. Yeah. yeah. It's yeah, exactly. way more meaningful. And you yeah. can sing that song with everything you got no matter what you every time, you know, because yeah. it kinda takes you there.
0: Yeah, mm-hmm. I feel that. I have I have a a a, sim- one, a similar song that that it always takes me to the place that when I wrote it, like every time I saw it. Yeah, say, you know, that's not
2: yeah. the beauty of music. Yeah. It's like a time travel too. You guys are like, yeah. the other day I just woke up to make a bunch of flyers, and I just put on this 80s playlist and dude I was right back in like the backseat of my dad's car in Massachusetts on the way to the beach in the morning it's like you time can ask, travel yeah. I mean I know set you know smells do that and stuff but music you yeah. know it's, it's just such a powerful thing you it's know it's just amazing thing. dude it, I mean it brought me right me. back there you know it brings back
0: <laughs> these emotions it's just uh, like yeah. my, my <sighs> wife cannot listen to Radiohead because um, it's it's related to a bad experience when she was a teenager she hears, even hears a tiny bit of it bursts into it yeah. she
2: can't oh, handle it it's oh wow heavy. <laughs> yeah. 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 music's powerful man I tell you, yeah for sure I gotta
1: mic a mechanic song that's like that for me, I don't really? like Yeah, it's bad, bad, bad juju, yeah. bad yeah. juju, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Mike, wherever you are, if you're, if you're listening, <laughs> nothing personal, bro. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't the mechanics, honest. it was you personally, Mike. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Hector, so you said you had a question, yeah, yeah, for. yeah.
1: Just, uh, just a quick question, just when I was going through, um, you know, uh, show prep and stuff, you know, uh, looking into some of the stuff, um, you know, and and you talked about it quite a bit too already, um, you know, a lot of a lot of big names that you toured with a lot of big producers mm-hmm. and things that you've worked with mm-hmm. um, you know I, I saw you played uh, I think it was with um, Box Elder you played with Whitecliffe Wa- Jean. Wyclef-
2: oh Jean? yeah that was Wyclef recent. That was on The yeah. Reunion oh, The Reunion okay, yeah, yeah, yeah that was yeah. A, a show for our good buddy Duderman who puts on many good okay. shows through Ineffable um, newest from the day um, and hooked us up with Wycliffe. It was actually uh, up in Melbourne. Nice. So we right. were an opener. Yeah, we were an and opener. Then, we're...
1: And then I've seen you guys have played at House of Blues. Yes. And, you know, yeah. Stuff yeah. Like so, yep. so I guess my question leading up to that is: my question is, um, you know, you've had all these, all these pretty amazing experiences over sure. over your career. You know, uh, different different venues. Uh, you know, cool studios to record at. Um, amazing artists to play with. Uh, good producers to to record with. Um, is there any? Is there any one? thing that stands out that you just go you know like that that was my happy moment like yeah. like like th- yeah. you know like this was one show spot. that you walked out and you yeah. said look at this crowd or whatever yeah. whatever that was yeah is there is there yeah. that one happy moment
2: yeah i've got a couple of them sprinkled in there over yeah. the years but um you know i think when we were we did the first tour with the marley brothers mm-hmm. that was big like we walked yeah. backstage the green room, and it was us and Ziggy Marley, Julian Marley, Damian it's Marley. Crazy, dude! That's my jaw was on the ground. I, I was like, "Shit!" I didn't oh, know what I to imagine. do, bro. I was yeah. like a girl at the front row of the Beatles concert. Ah, you know what I mean? Like, no, it, it was. I mean, I was more calm, you know, and respect. But yeah. to watch those guys out, it, watch them, and watch the masters do it, yeah, it was. It was more than just a killer gig. It was like a lesson. I got yeah, to stand yeah, right yeah. behind there and watch these masters go. You know what yeah, I mean? And yeah. and I'm like that. I'm the worst person to go to a show with because I'm not there to party. I'm, yeah. I don't don't talk to me, dude. I'm studying. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Like yeah. My girl's like that now. She's like. I'm in. I'm like dude there's another time to talk than right now she likes to talk during the show i'm like mm, right yeah you know you're talking loud my ears i can't hear we need to watch the band study but so yeah the marley the marley brothers was definitely one of the high awesome. points um i remember there was a time uh before they hit the stage they get together in a big chant and it's a thing they've always oh, done cool it's like a family thing yeah and um back to the respect thing we were talking about i think they knew we were coming from the right spot and they, right. they invited us into the huddle. Oh, see, that. Wow! And it, absolutely all, Everybody in Box Sutter would tell you it was yeah. one of the most spiritual things ever to be in that huddle yeah. with those guys. Um, you know, another time that pops out, um, there was this, uh, the MFF was a, M-F-M-F-M-F M- F- M- F- M- F- was yeah. a giant music festival in Florida, in Orlando. Right. And at the peak of um, Box are literally at the peak, one time, we played, we headlined that event, and there was people as far as my, I could see, it's probably, Dude, I don't even want to say the number because I yeah. can't count on that. But I'm telling you that we have pictures of it. It was, I really felt the momentum and the wind in our sails, and felt yeah. very mighty. And it'd been years of playing all over yeah. and traveling, and it really just all came. You know, all we had different people from different markets in Florida that we had been touring these centripetal circles for years and they finally all started accumulating coming yeah. together at the same place you know Vero, fort pierce st- Stewart started melting into fort pierce into Vero, into orlando and they started showing up and it was like right, this thing right. it was this thing for a little bit that was yeah. really bigger than all of us we didn't even really know what was going on i don't know if we still knew know now but um i remember those times some of the big shows some of the big bands that we were able to play with um another moment one time was really funny we, we played with a uh Buck Cherry, Smash Mouth, and Lenny Kravitz. Right, right. Wow. And um, the dude from uh, from Smashmouth, Mitch, the drummer at the time, came out and started hanging out with us. And you know, of course, we're like hanging out, partying with him, giving him a shirt. Yeah. And then he goes up, and they're, they're like, you know, they're, they're going before Lenny and Coral Sky is blowing up. And you know how they have the big screens, and Mitch is back there with a box elder shirt playing drums, dude. Uh... And we're like, "Yeah!" <laughs> so, you know, we've had lots of fun moments yeah, like that. That's and you awesome. get that's a lot great. of cool bands that you like liked, and then you get to like see them live, and it's like you're For at sure. a concert yourself. But then you get to go on oh, stage, yeah. play music, and then talk to them after. Yeah, oh yeah, these are, like your so heroes, cool, and you're, dude. You're, like, people you don't even know. One yeah. time we were playing with the Gin Blossoms. Yeah. They were so cool, dude. Like learned so many stories from those guys. We we're at the Kravitz Center with the Doobie Brothers. It was yeah. epic, dude. Like to learn from like, these people, you know, just to hang out. Makes you feel really insignificant. I can tell you that. <laughs> well, it, 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 I, I've I've had a few
0: similar experiences. We played a lot of festivals at a certain point in my career, and, and it it's funny because it's sort of yeah, it does make you feel a little insignificant, um, especially when um, you're. You're kind of setting up your little setup on the stage, and it, and and then like <laughs> the guitar tech of the guitar tech of the guitar tech of the band, it like like yeah. g- comes over to you to tell you to move your stuff. Yeah, you know yeah, know? yeah, yeah. And yeah, their yeah. gear's just like yeah,
2: everywhere and surrounding yeah. Your five piece band is set up in like a three cubic feet radius. Yeah, yeah, Drummer's got one drum. Yeah,
1: your whole yeah. band sets up like just in front of the other drummer's you yeah. know, kit yeah, or whatever. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. It's um, funny, Ben and I were just comparing notes the other day with. Uh, um, you know, moments and things like that. And, uh, and I said, you know, one of, one of my bigger moments or claim to fame was with the Nirvana Tribute Band that I was in with with Justin. Yes. And, um, and we had played, uh, you know, this big street party on Clematis and, and you know, it was a few thousand people, et cetera. And, and, um, and the Misfits were on the stage that night. So, you know, our, our claim is that we opened for the Misfits <laughs> or one of the bands that opened for the Misfits. Yeah. And Ben goes, oh, I think I did that same show as a matter of fact. <laughs> oh, yeah, so, pretty sure we played the same even, show. Then. I didn't even oh, wow. know, I'm like, I, you know, I listened to Kill Billies but I didn't know Ben personally right. at the time so it was just That's it was funny. just funny we we're comparing notes and he goes, yeah, yeah, yeah I played that same show. Oh, wow. It's funny, okay. you know, there's some
0: bands, <laughs> some legendary bands out there that just play a lot of, sp- like, you're like, why, why are you like playing on Clematics You know, there's something yeah. like Fishbone. Yeah, there's yeah. Some people like that. Yeah. Huge, awesome bands. Yeah. Like, and they, but they'll just come and do a small yeah. thing like that. You know? Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So Fishbone's awesome.
2: great. We traveled with them for a little bit. Yeah. They were Bad really guys. cool. Yeah. yeah. They were really cool and and rippers. Yeah. yeah. Right. One time you we were saying about about, about feeling insignificant. We were we were in Jersey in the winter time at this really cool half of it was a strip club and half of it was a rock bar it was called yeah. Double D's and we were on tour with Seven Mary Three at the time I don't know if you guys remember them yeah, out of Orlando yeah, Combers, yeah. killer guys killer yeah. band dude really, band. again, really Great good band. guys to hang with bro and um, they literally put us on before the doors opened. <laughs>
4: <laughs> I, dude, I was like, the worst ever.
2: <laughs> no, they were like, doors open at 8, box out at 7.30. We're like, oh, or, or whatever, on. for real, bro. So like our first set, no one was even there. It was like, oh, what God. are we oh, doing Wow. That's hilarious. That yeah, yeah. It's great. Trials and tribulations, I tell you.
1: Well, why don't you, uh, I think we're at the portion now where we uh, like to talk about gear. Yeah. So yeah, guys. man. Why don't you? You got a <laughs> nice. You got a nice setup with your pedal board we see over there. So yeah, we'd uh, yeah. love to hear about it. We'll splash it. Yeah. some graphics on the screen for our cool, viewers, yeah. and if you yeah. uh, tell us a little bit about it.
2: So you know, uh, my pedal board is classic. It's built. Um, it's it's built. Uh, it's built for uh, for my duties in the band specifically. You know. Um, sure. I actually also have that pedal board usually hooked up to a looper right. um, when I'm at home playing and I'm writing. So some of the stuff on there is for that. Um, but anyways, I have the pedal train classic, you know, like the little floorboard, sure. And I have a killer little battery supply underneath, um, yeah. a little voodoo lab, yeah. so that way I can power all my pedals from the top seamlessly. I have all the wires. I'm pretty OCD like that in my yeah. current state, <laughs> so all my wires are um, are all wired meticulously. I can literally hold that thing upside down because it's so velcro and it's all it's structurally, yeah. you know, good. I basically, um, you know, like tonight and. Uh, In the past, up up till now, I have played that Godin A6. So it plugs directly into this um, acoustic DI, the LR bag. So it gives it a little more volume, uh, a little bit, you know, full on EQ and gains in there, really good. And then from there, I go into a reverb. Of course, because we got to have the reverb. Sure. And then from the reverb, I, I roll into the delay unit with the expression pedal, and that's right. really fun for the delays and the reggae style stuff because I just throw delays and I can hold them for as long or as little as I want or feedbacks.
0: For me, that's the feature on your delay pedal that mm-hmm. I'm really interested in, and it's something where I'm yeah, I'm definitely a bit green eyed about that. I got to get one. I got to get sure. a delay with an expression pedal. See, that's yep. awesome.
2: You know, I I just love the reggae and the dub stuff with the and it's just so much colors and like. You know, I, I'm probably like delay addicted. I probably like I probably hit that thing too much. <laughs> but I got to tell you, I love it because it also swells and you know in volume, so it, it, it can put color into the song without it actually being a part. You know, and yeah. sometimes when I'm singing, I need to like sing structurally or something, and I don't want to be doing both at one time. And I'll just like let it delay and trip for a little bit, and then get back to playing it. Yeah, cool. um, and then I'll, from there, I go to the wah. You know, the cutron's classic for that. You know, kind of Jerry sound, little leads, really cool. It's, it's kind of funky too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The cutron's great. Um, I I also have a phaser there because that's also a pretty cool sound for reggae, you know, it's pretty... I actually use that phaser for my lead channel on that rig, which is weird. That's not really a thing, but the way I have it set up... The phaser sounds really funky, and it's it's just loud enough, louder than my regular signal, that for the leads it boosts me up just a little bit. Oh, nice! Yeah, Um, not an orthodox maneuver by any means. It just happens to be that way on that pedal board. Then you'll see I have the um, I have the Boss Bass Simulator. That's pretty much I don't use that live at all. That's all for my looping when I drop bass lines. Yeah. and then of course this little white box over here, um, that's a compressor, and that's what the normal person would use for a lead. That's like actually why I bought it, because it really it really tightens up your sound and really adds yeah. some volume yeah. Um, yeah. to the leads. And then of course my little tuner on the end. So you know it, it's a pretty uh, pretty colorful setup. It works really good with the A6 because the A6 guitar is a hybrid with the with the uh, the humbucker and the piezo pickup. So yeah. with that it, out of that DI giving it that volume, and then the humbucker to pick up all those electric signals is great. Yeah, you know, so it really works with the hybrid guitar. Now, as we talked earlier, the Sweetwater Fairies coming to my house tomorrow, <laughs> okay. and I'm actually going from analog, like I showed you guys. I'm actually going full electric guitar now with the with the Helix LT, which is going to be a totally an, an amp modeler, which is kind of the way of the future it and is. easy gig. Now, granted, it's it's right down the middle. Some guys are classic analog speaker. Sure. That's great. To be honest with you, I can't lose that pedal board. I'm going to get an amp and have an analog setup for home and the amp modeler setup. I'm going to kind of ex- explore both of them. Yeah. But um, I'm, I'm going to, you know, for right now, this has been a really trusty rig for me over time, and it yeah. has a lot of beautiful colors and tones on it, and it's really fun to play live with that expression pedal because you yeah. can throw delays all day long, and you can throw, you know, eighths, third, quarter notes, dotted, like anything you want. You can switch the delays up and do some really neat stuff. I think something that
0: I... One of the reasons I, I think that a, a modular kind of... You know, analog, even though a lot of them are digital. Yeah. Um, pedal board. I think the good thing about that, you could say, over something that is just one of one of these fantastic new multi effects is, yeah, is there's a certain reliability that is just knobs and buttons yes you know yeah simplicity yeah. <laughs> you know what you're going to get with yeah. those
2: circuits you know what's going to happen every time yeah yeah. Uh, yeah
0: i do sometimes well i've got i've got a line six multi effects the, the one that came out just before the helix so it's not quite as yeah. fancy but
2: but I, I know what you're talking about it's a great unit it's got a lot yeah. of good sounds in it yeah it's yeah. got all the um the delays from the dl4 right yeah and, and that thing yeah those yeah. are great yeah, yeah those are great totally mm. a lot of good delays on that on, the, on those units some, yeah some absolutely really ones. And i
0: i, I I'm not a huge fan of the um, the overdrives and distortions in it, but absolutely mm-hmm. on the delay. Yeah. yeah, I'm
2: with you. You know, I gotta be honest with you. Like my early days, I was like jump, because I was like younger <laughs> and just like aggressive. Yeah. But now I don't. I've used. I don't even have a distortion. Like yeah, I don't play distortion. Yeah. You know what I mean? I play a lot of clean tones and stuff. Um, I Just realized that when I got that new PRS, I was like, I hooked it up to an amp. I was like, Oh, oh that was pretty! I saw you post oh, that. I
1: like that, that. was wow. pretty.
2: So, yeah, so I'm actually going for the electric new school now, but I gotta tell you, I, I'm always a fan of this of, of the pedals of the yeah. individual pedals. My only deal is that there's like, you know, when it comes to one, two, three, four, five, six pedals, you know, you, you're looking at you know, six chords and six possibilities of things that can go wrong on every yeah, given day. Sure, yeah, and I've sure, experienced sure. I like, kick one, it buzzes, it's live, so. I'm yeah. gonna try to go with the modeller and just see what that goes like. You know? Yeah,
0: sure. I, I, yeah, I think it's why I, it's it ha- happens to all of us. It Happ- happens to me once in a blue moon where you're just staring at the pedal board like, what is it? What is it? Yeah, it, yeah, yeah, what yeah. it could be it could be one of twenty things yeah, right now. Yeah. You know,
2: you don't know what it is. Yeah. Totally. So and then you realize you didn't plug the guitar in. Yeah, yeah I, dude, <laughs> I'm telling you, bro. Yeah. I do some ridiculous stuff like that. I sometimes.
1: keep uh, playing the standard bass. I keep I keep threatening Ben, telling him, you know, I'm I'm gonna bring a distortion <laughs> pedal. <laughs> I'm gonna bring a distortion. <laughs> I'm gonna, pedal, gonna bring man. one, man. I'm gonna bring one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's great.
0: All right, so listen, um it's been so nice having you on and and it's I feel like fantastic. we have to start wrapping this up because uh because you know, um at some point we've all got to go home again. <laughs> that's <laughs> true. I, mean, I got to give a 5:30 a.m. get the kids to yeah. school, man. Yeah, but um the thing that we did like to do at the end is um Hector has a list of some shows that are happening this weekend. You yeah, yeah. So that? the
1: podcast drops on Friday. So presumably, if uh, if uh, people are listening to it on Friday, what we like to do is whoever the guest is, we you know like to you know, give them a shout out for their shows because yes. uh, you know they just they just got to learn a lot about you, a lot of deep deep stuff. And uh, so yep. it'd be great if they came out and showed some yeah, support and actually sure. listened to you live. Sure, man. So uh, eight p.m. Friday, you're playing at CWS Bar and Kitchen. That yes. is what Lake Worth? That's Lake Worth. Yeah, yeah, that, that awesome.
2: is. Uh, it's fun. The first weekend. Um, of every month, the whole band plays, so it's okay. really fun. CWS is one of those that um, that we get to exercise the full band, yeah. awesome. so we nice. really like that gig. Yeah, yeah and then Saturday, eight p.m. at Square Grouper, and that is the Fort Pierce. That's the location. Fort Pierce one again. That's a full yes. band, and um, oh, awesome. so we're psyched. Yeah, oh, you man, know, that's I don't know about you guys, but you know, like you were saying, well, you guys are the trio, so you guys yeah. are playing full. For us, it's a challenge. We're, we are playing duo, trio. We're like we fitting the into budgets. We're working. So yeah, yeah, yeah. so. All I try to do is exercise the band. That's all I want to do. But yeah. too many times the budgets don't reflect that, so you end up playing as a duo or trio. But on the first this weekend is that we really get to exercise the band, so we're, we get excited. Fantastic, about it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And then
1: cool. Sunday, 4 p.m. Banana Boat.
2: Yes, yeah. 4 p.m. Uh, I actually I booked that gig and didn't realize it was Easter, and neither did Banana Boat. <laughs> so oh, now that gig Easter. is just gonna be a duo Ryan doesn't <laughs> right. know yet I gotta let him know they gotta <laughs> yeah. scale it down cause you know right. um, uh, yeah so and that's just a duo gig but yeah we're down in Boynton which is yeah, fun yeah. you know you're on yeah. the water it's open air good vibes uh, I feel blessed all these venues um, that we just spoke of and all the venues that we play I wanna say 99.9 if not 100 we are all outside and you yeah. and you'll notice on every single ad that I put out there in flyer I'm like yep. open air good vibes because yeah, you know in case anybody's tripped out about the plague and everything yeah, we're yeah. outside most, and of most we have of the open air.
1: places I would say probably same with us like yeah. 85 90% of the places we play yep. it's at, it's outdoors yep. it's, it's outdoors or it's or it's
2: opened up open somewhere yep. yeah it's open mm-hmm. air yeah yep, that's what's up
1: um all right so then uh usually at this point I like to plug Killbillies because you know I yeah. can you guys are great um, I'm a fan so, can I just thanks, say man. that I'm a fan so, I appreciate that 9 p.m. on Friday Ben is doing solo at Island Root. it's his Ooh. first cava bar appearance. we talked about that yeah already? yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: i have never played one i'm really looking for is the crowd going to gonna be amped uh, well i, I <laughs> <laughs> have no idea i <laughs> <laughs> um, the, have no idea i um, a, a friend of mine do you, you know victoria lee yeah she's she, she, she books up, she books these uh the, these um Place these gigs at the Carver bars, and uh, she's got. I'm like kind of, kind of. I think this is the first gig I'm doing for her. Actually, oh, that's riding. great. So yeah, I'm nice. looking forward to it.
2: Yeah. Nice way to help a brother out, Victoria. She's deep yeah. in the yeah. scene, helping people out. Absolutely. Good person. And you know. Saturday
1: at three p.m., Ben and James are going to do a Kill duo at Square Grouper, but that's Square Grouper in Jupiter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All yeah. yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. When I first saw it, I thought they were opening for you guys. Right. <laughs> oh, right. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. Oh, oh and yeah. then right. uh, nine p.m. Saturday, full band for Kill Billies at O'Shea's. Yeah. Oh, and, fun. Uh, uh, yeah, that should. That's always. The are advantage. you guys that's,
2: inside or out back?
1: We are inside. Okay, that's one of the cool. very few venues that we do plan side, and it is. Always a blast there. Yeah, yeah. Oh, oh, O'Shea's like is a staple, always. bro.
2: Let me tell you, O'Shea's was like—it's yeah. been around forever. Dude, twenty years ago I was playing yeah. O'Shea's, and yeah. it was yeah. still yeah. awesome back then. Yeah, yeah, good people, yeah. good vibes. It's like and
0: our spiritual home. Yeah. Killbillies belongs anywhere. And I was yeah. gonna say, if that, <laughs> yeah. and that shoe yeah. doesn't fit just right, yeah.
2: I'm like, <laughs> well, wow, now, <laughs> bro, yeah. Yeah. that's it. And bro. now
1: with the uh, with the uh, little uh, Irish, you know, thirty minute instrumental set we have, yeah. it's it's right. Forget it's a no brainer, dude. I love. Fun fact though, first first time I saw Kill was probably like, you know eight years ago, nine years ago, whatever, you know, when they were a couple of years in or something, and I saw the Meadow Shays. I, I had no idea who they That's were, and great. I just happened to catch them there, and I fell in love with them. I was like, this is awesome. And That's rad. Fast forward to now. And, yep. you know, Look yeah. Look at that, dude. Yeah,
0: yeah. The seed was planted. Yeah, yeah man. And so. The the uh, last thing is, I always want to make sure a plug at the end, is that um, we have a 561 music playlist that you can find on Spotify, and um, it's j- we're adding to it all the time, and, and, um, you know, just trying to make it as good a listen as we can. There is so much good local music here. You should check out the playlist. I just... Now it's what I listen to when I'm driving around in the car, pretty much over anything else. There's there's local music for days down here, and we're just trying to reflect that on the playlist yeah. and put some of the best stuff on there.
1: And if you have something, um, you know, if you have some original music and, uh, and you want to share it with us and you're not on our playlist, um, you know, either... Send us a message on Facebook, um, Instagram us. Uh, it's uh, at 561musicpodcast uh, on both Facebook and Instagram. Um, you can also email us, 561musicpodcast at gmail.com. Um, I'll put all the links in the show notes. I'll put all of Bryce's links in the show notes. Um, you oh, know, yeah. We're going to have all his social media, his website, his schedules, all that kind of good stuff. We'll have our sponsor in there. Um, you know, Links to Live Music Community, which is an m- amazing facility that we're recording in. Um, so yeah, all all of that stuff will be in there. And the next week, I'm excited about next week. Ben, we have Vince Flora next week.
3: Oh, Vince! Dude. Yeah, oh, Vince yeah, is he's classic, another dude. he's another staple here. Vince, he's, like, he's been
1: around for, forever as well. Oh, what a treat! Dude. I yeah. know
0: he's 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 got so much wisdom and so much experience down here that I think it would have been criminal not to have him come and
2: speak to us. Yeah. yeah, it's classic, yeah. dude. Yeah, oh, from I both, can't wait from to both the venue side and performer side. Yeah, yeah, side, so, all yeah. around. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah.
1: So. So, yeah, that's, uh, that's going to be next week. So All yeah. right,
0: well, until next week, guys. Yeah, yeah. yeah thanks
2: so much. Awesome, awesome guys. Appreciate thanks. Good hanging. Good yeah. hanging. Yeah. Take
4: a scene. Next. It's what we're doing. One. Come and check it
3: out.